Hi, everybody. Welcome back to our Sinclair. It's been a while. I'm John. And I'm Aaron. And Aaron, today we're going to kick things off with the next run of our Sinclair episodes with a real cracker of a game, Action Biker. Now, Aaron, we've done tons of motorcycle games in the past. We've done tons of bicycle games. This is sort of an in-between game. This is a game that's based really off, a, I guess, a, a low-power motorcycle, a dirt bike, if you will. Did you have any friends growing up, Aaron? I know that you probably didn't have a dirt bike. Did you have any buddies that did? You know, my neighbor had one. You know, dirt bikes, they're more, they're more commonplace now than they were uh, back when I was a kid. But some of my kids that had wealthier families did have them. And, uh, I, you know, I, I didn't really even have the notion to try them, frankly, but they did have them mm-hmm. uh, there. And I, they would ride up around their yards and stuff. Uh, but uh, it wasn't something I was necessarily into. I know you? that uh, my 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 mother was always afraid that I would be invited to jump on a dirt bike and ride it around and hurt myself. Uh, so I was always cautioned against uh, riding around on dirt bikes. But I, I do recall that some of my friends, especially the ones that lived out in in the in the country, they would they would ride around the hills on dirt bikes. Now, Aaron, let's talk a little bit about this week's game, Action Biker. Um, had you played this one before? You know, I I didn't think I had, but I must have because I did. I remembered, especially the uh, when I played this on the uh, C sixty four. I definitely remembered playing it on there, and I think I may have tinkered with it. They talk about it a lot on the Retro Asylum. I hear it come up quite a bit, and so I, I probably just fiddled with it one day after I heard it on there. But I had I mean, just had a cup of coffee with it, boat. Mm-hmm. This is a game that I had never played on the ZX Spectrum, but I'd played a ton of on the Atari 8-bit. Uh, this oh, is, oh, okay. You, so you'd played quite a bit on there. Then. Right, right. I, I would say it's probably one of the standout titles on the system itself. And I would put that on the on the C64, too. Um, and so it was interesting for me to see this somewhat different take on the uh, the ZX Spectrum part of it. So uh, what you, you got any you, need, you got any background info? on us on 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 the uh, the zx spectrum version here well uh this thing came out uh, in 85 published by mastertronic and this was a budget title a one pound 99p uh title ran on the 48k uh you had your usual uh uh choices here you got a good choices for control y'all wish you could redefine the keyboard but you cannot unfortunately Mm -hmm. And the weird thing about this thing is, boat. This had a tie-in uh, with a potato chip, a bar of crisp over there. I believe they were. Uh, it's a prawn flavored crisp, uh, which sounds disgusting yes. uh, to me. But <laughs> whatever toots your horn, uh, and uh, it features one of the mascots that they had, a fellow named Cl- Clumsy Colin, mm-hmm. who apparently was an animated character in some commercials. Does this, any of this stuff ring a bell from when you were over there, Boat? You know, I think that Clumsy Colin had probably been shoved off to retirement by the time that I was over in England in, yeah. in 2010 or so. But it is funny how many um, how many Collins there are associated with your various crispy snacks. Because if you remember, we we covered that puzzle game that also featured a Colin uh, Curvy or Colin Curly, who is not related to this particular Colin, who is the Clumsy Colin. It's it is strange, and and this the backstory of this game is the stuff of legend. I've got the tape sleeve here. I'm not going to get to the whole thing, but the, listen to this part. Now you've played the game, yes. Okay, now listen to this. It says the aim of the game: clumsy Colin must find his friend Martini, 
Okay. <laughs> and uh, M A R Marty, M A R T I, my bad. Okay. Okay. And take that... him to now get this part and take him to the spaceport. This is not as easy as it sounds. Okay. Now, so you got that part. Uh, then get this. Uh, uh, the alarm is set to go off at eight o'clock and wake him. He will also wake up if he bumps into any of the vehicles, such as a police cars or other bikers. Uh, so I don't know exactly what they're doing in this game because there's no mention of a spaceport in the game proper because there's an airport in the mm-hmm. game, but not a spaceport. The whole thing about waking up. I don't know what the hell they're talking about. And I've looked into this and everyone's baffled by what the heck they're talking about. Yeah, I about. think this is this is a classic example of somebody writing copy for the the cassette liner that had no input with the people that were actually making the game. They just thought, hey, this will be a cool story. We'll we'll pretend like because you know it's every kid's dream probably in England to have their own motorbike. It's gotta be a dream. So this he's dreaming. You don't want to wake up and, and kill the dream. Um, and then, you know, taking your friend to the airport. Well, that sounds lame. We got to take him to the spaceport, well, and so you know it just gradually grew into something that was totally different. Um, and you really didn't need to have all that because on its own, the game works pretty well as is. Well, the funny thing about that is, boat. Normally, I would agree with you. In fact, that's what I thought until I played and sat there and looked at the game. Sleep is actually in the game, so it's pr- it's not something somebody wrote after the game. It's in the game, also in the game is an airport, but not a spaceport. And it's called an airport in the game and not a spaceport. Right. So so there you... Yeah, so, it, it, it is weird. It is like a strange amalgamation of reality and, uh, and you know, this alternate, this altered state because you do have a sleep timer that, that ticks down. And if you get, you know, it's basically your hit points. If you right. get hit too many times, then you wake up. I, I, maybe, here's, here's my thought. And this is, I have no ba- anything to back this up. The, the chip company that sponsored this game, perhaps they didn't want to be associated with a game where someone got killed. Okay? Mm-hmm, and so mm-hmm. they said, listen, what else can you do? And that's when they put the whole sleep thing in there. Maybe that, And for that matter, maybe they said, listen, we want something that's going to have uh, a, a, some kind of futuristic tie-in. So they put the spaceport in there. You never know uh, what Skips was asking for. Because I've heard this plenty of times. Where games didn't want to have, uh, or sponsors didn't want to have games where people were killed or whatnot. So yeah. that's just a theory. I don't know. That's I think it's as good as anything I've heard. Um, this game is a uh, <laughs> let's just say it's wacky. I think this game fits that mold pretty well. So you ride around on your bike and you're you're vis- you're basically going around this large map, mm-hmm. including places that you don't have access to because your bike can't go there. Okay. This map consists of 150 houses, Boat. A ton of houses. It's a very large open world. Yeah. And 50 of them actually have items in them, okay? Now, the items are what you need to to complete your quest to get this guy to the airport slash spaceport, Mm -hmm. okay? So, this game, in some ways, it reminds me of a real convoluted version of Blueprint. Oh it yeah, even sort of looks like Blueprint a little bit uh, it, uh, if you if you if you squint, mm-hmm. uh, and you drive your motorcycle around and you try to, you go into these houses and I will say, if I was a young person, and we've talked about this before, Boatster, I I was always impressed with games that allowed you to actually go around and explore. Yes, and this game uh, does let you do that. You get to drive all over. 
Uh, and as you augment your bike with parts that you find in various houses, you can uh, you can uh, go different places. For example, if you get the light for your bike, you can go to a dark place. If you get the special tires, go through oil. Yeah, you can get a gearbox that lets you shift gears. You can get a bigger gas tank. You can get a snorkel that lets your bike go underwater. Uh, yeah, so and, and the thing is, is that that's how you, when you first, uh, you know, are exploring the area, you can go lots of places, but there will be places where you physically can't progress because right. you need these different items. So the, the game gives you a reason to explore right off the bat. I thought that, you know, obviously this is a very rudimentary experience, but it is it encourages you to, number one, you know, explore this this little town, you know, number two, it encourages you to equip your bike with all of these different things. And then number three, you know, it, it's it's a very logical game. And that's why it spoke to me. You know, I was I spent a lot of time thinking about what game should we bring back for our Sinclair in this game. You know, it's a very basic game at its core. You're basically just piloting your your little motorbike around and you're picking things up. That's all you're doing. But the the way that the logic works in this game, the way that you upgrade your bike, that's what spoke to me. And I'm just like you. Any game where you can actually explore the interior of houses, to me, that's like a mind-blowing concept for this period in gaming history. Now, let's let's get into that a little bit more, though, because when you say explore the interior, basically, <laughs> your guy walks in and a pretty good scene. But then the scene where you're in the house is probably one of the dumber things I've ever seen. The, the, yeah, the houses are not well appointed. Let's it's just not say the that. house I'm talking about. It's the it's the portrayal of your guy. Well, uh, clumsy Colin. <laughs> he looks like an infant. And if you've got the helmet, he looks like an infant. He just looks like a, a weird, a dumb alien. I've never seen things so stupid yeah. in my life. Yeah. His portrayal, I'm a granted, he's clumsy Colin, but my God. And you do, you run stupid. into other people, and the other people are also dressed inexplicably with motorcycle helmets. Yeah. Um, it's a weird, it's a weird reality that you're living in. But again, you know, maybe it's just, it's part of that being half asleep, half awake, you know, reality, eerie. Oh, you're really, you're really boosting it up with that. <laughs> Uh, we should mention that this is another one of your classic game unfolds on a fourth of the screen affairs. They've got the uh, actual gameplay kind of mushed in the back, basically a, a maybe a two fifths of the screen. Then you've got uh, all the right side of the screen has the title of the screen and the bike and a big old speedometer on it, and then like the there's your uh, information stuff. And at the bottom of the screen is a clock and a fuel gauge. Because, yes, you do have fuel in this game as well. And you can go to the petrol station and refuel and once you get to it, which that could be a chore as well. You'll also, uh, as you pick up things for your bike, it'll they'll list it on the little bike picture. So as as when I first saw this, I was like, well, that's a waste of space. But once you add stuff to the bike, uh, it helps. I mean, I, it, you could, at least it shows you what you've got if you've mm. forgotten. So I, I could... I'm not going to give them too much trouble for that. And the huge empty space at the bottom of the screen will occasionally have dialogue. So I'll uh, so I'm not going to. And they used every part of the screen for something except for the little title part there. So it could, I've seen worse. Uh, yeah, yeah. The controls now, on this are from the devil. I mean, <laughs> I, I hated it. I hated the controls. Uh, I used the keyboard because uh, I thought it was the best. 
and it still stunk. Yeah, I was not a fan. You, the way that you you pilot your craft is you you basically rotate your bike with two buttons, and then you push forward. You know, to 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 go forward, it, it's very awkward, and there is no dexterity required at all with this game. I mean, you are constantly being hit by other bikes. You're constantly running into stuff, and you can't avoid any of it. So, what you have to do to complete this game is basically just memorize the route that you can take. It involves you to get hit the least to get the items that you need so you can take your friend to the airport that's that's what it all comes down to when you when you distill it down i think you can beat this game in about four minutes flat if you know exactly what you're doing i didn't know what i was doing so i, I was not well, able to beat yeah this, you'd have but. to know you'd have to have the, everything memorized to do that um it's funny uh because uh um you have to enter and leave the homes and you, you hit the space bar and you go in and out of the homes uh, this is the only we looked at. Actually, we, t- we took a look at the other versions of this for fun, mm-hmm. and the other ones don't even have the house as part of the as part of the deal. Well, the the uh, other games don't even have the same plot. There's, it's, well, it's, it's, you're it's, right, but I mean they're they're they've got the same premise. Yeah. in terms of what you do, but uh, this one does give you the house because uh, 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 which the other ones don't, and uh, there's something very uh, ZX Spectrum about this game. Not just because though it's not just the way it looks. It's just the way it's built. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it this somewhat this reminds me of what of what a ZX Spectrum game is, boat. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, got that. It reminds me of Trash Man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, it's uh, uh, I wish the controls were better. We should mention the obstacles, which are garbage. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you drive around town, uh, you will you will just see random cars and trucks uh, driving around and other bikers, and when they touch you. Uh, it starts draining your sleep uh, points from 50 downwards. And when you get to zero, game's over. Uh, these guys are just as random as you can get, and their paths are as random as you can get. Uh, they don't, they aren't going anywhere. This is not GTA. No. They're not driving to the laundromat <laughs> or the restaurant. They're just driving back and forth aimlessly, and <clears throat> you just got to try to avoid them. Well, often you can't, straight up can't avoid them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and they're in your way and you need to get where they're at. And so you just run into them. It's the way it is. Yeah. Uh, and I will say that that part of the game is mega, mega rudimentary. Uh, what I would just, have liked to have seen is I wish that they would have widened these roads just a little bit, giving you some lanes. So you do have the option, at least to avoid encounters yeah. if you're dexterous enough, you know, just give me the option. That's all I care about. This game, it's funny. Um, uh, Part of me wants to just kill this game, uh, but it is for especially for a, a budget title. It is a very ambitious game in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. A huge open world with a hundred and fifty places to go and fifty places you could go in. The aspect of the collection of stuff is neat. Uh, the uh, uh, the scenery's okay. You know, it's not bad, uh, but <clears throat> the the premise the plot or whatever is stupid the uh the fact that it's disjointed is stupid and the, the obstacles are stupid and the handling of your bike is crap so there's a lot so I, i'm gonna call this one sort of a washout boat yeah uh, and the fact i will say the audio on it will make you want to uh to rip out your eardrums it's I thought. Did you? What did you? Think? The, the the audio is definitely nothing that you're going to want to leave on for any extended period of time. It's basically the sound of your engine. Um, you, you're not going to want to play it. I think this game is worth playing 
just to kind of take in the scenery, to see this fully realized, uh, you know, suburban environment, yeah. uh, to, to roll around, roll in the houses, see how they're quote unquote decorated, check yeah. out the local inhabitants. Uh, you know, it's not a game that I think you're probably going to want to take the time to complete. Uh, you, you, the, the ending is nothing really to write home about, although the fact that it has an ending, I guess, is, is worth something. Yeah. Um, but what you should do is after you check out the ZX Spectrum version, you should check out the accompanying 8-bit computer versions because these are much, much different and kind of interesting in their own way. So I thought maybe we'd talk a little bit about them uh, towards the end here. Uh, if you're watching the video version, Aaron has pulled up a video of both the Atari 8-bit version and the C64 version. And yeah. as, as you can see, these are this is a totally different viewpoint. This is a full-on isometric viewpoint. And um, the, the, the action biker game itself is just a different game. Um, yeah, it, it is. It, in, it's almost like you're driving around underneath the Mad Max plane. Right. That's what it reminded me of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. Um, it's funny because in this game, instead of taking your uh, your friend to the airport, you're actually collecting parts for your bike and you're going to enter into a race. And so the, 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 the game itself actually makes a lot more sense, I think. Yeah. And, then, um, and the, what you do is you basically roll around this environment. There are all kinds of different obstacles, including a full roller coaster that you can ride. There's a park. There's lots of different uh, other obstacles that you have to maneuver around. There are roads. And you have to find all of these parts of your... There's like the, the, your helmet, your... your um, there's a code book uh, that tells you the rules of the road. You collect all these things. And once you've collected all the pieces, then you actually go to a drag strip on the course and race in the, in the, in the final race. And then that's the end of the game. Um, this is a much better game than the ZX Spectrum game because of the isometric viewpoint. Uh, the graphics are much better, but most importantly, this game really controls well. Uh, you can actually, like I said, you can maneuver your bike up on the roller coaster and ride the roller coaster up and down, um, and you really feel like you're doing something real when you're doing it. Um, Aaron, what did you think about the uh, the Atari and the Commodore version of this game? Well... <clears throat> I uh, I have played I played the Atari one a while back, long ago, but I, I tried out the C sixty four version. Uh, the truth of the matter is, I, I don't think these games are any great shakes either. Really? Okay. okay. Yeah. The reason, and one thing I don't like about them is the fact that the, what I would love in these games, if you had the hit points, uh, let your that you do in Action Bike on the Spectrum, mm -hmm. as opposed to just insta kill. Yeah, uh, I mean anything you touch in this game, it's the most deadly world ever. It is everything you touch kills you, and you've only, you've got a finite amount of bikes. I think you have five. Uh, you can't touch anything. You know, dirt bikes that are completely worthless. And so if you if you touch the smart, if your tire touches the front of a fence or a pole or a piece of water, you're screwed. Mm -hmm. And it just get that gets infuriating after a while. I would love to have had it where it had hit points, or if you just gave it like a little bounce on some of the stuff. I mean, if you're going full speed, I can understand it. But going like as slow, I mean, you could be going as slow as you could conceivably go and touch something and it kills you. Yeah, it's a very punishing game in that respect. Yeah, and uh, that ruins it for me, to be honest with you, because I like the app. It looks great. Uh, the, the scenery on both of them look good. They both have little tunes that play. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, the the action biker theme, you know, is a, a, it's just sort of seared into my memory for, for yeah. all the times. Um, 
I never really played anything like this, I think. I mean, can you think of another game, uh, another, you know, 8-bit micro game that's quite like Action Biker? What's that game we play that when you, is a car racing game that when you crash, your guy would fly the car on fire? Oh, that's John Anderson's Rally Speedway. Yeah, that's, I mean, you get to ride around in that too, as I recall. But it's not a, it's not an open world game like this is. Oh, you yeah, know, this, this is, is not a race. This is, this is more like, it's like a treasure hunt almost. No, I agree. These give you uh, a lot more freedom uh, than you would normally would normally get uh, on 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 a game on this system, and that's that's part of the fun. Mm-hmm. Again, for a budget title, I thought it was a uh, th- that part is really impressive. Yeah, it's just the execution. It's funny. I, I'll go back and forth as to which one I prefer. I mean, when you don't wreck, the Atari and Commodore versions are real fun. But I just hate the way you get hit. You you get cr- killed so much. And I do like the aspect of being able to get off your bike and go in a house on the Spectrum version. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh, yes, graphically, the Spectrum version, of course, is gonna not going to hold up uh, and sound-wise. But I think it's clever. Like I said, it's it's... It's very like if this would have been if this game would have been on the Commodore or Atari, it wouldn't have felt right. But on the on the Spectrum, it does feel right. It fits for right whatever in. reason. Yeah. And so I I, I kind of dig it. I actually, I, if you if you want the truth, I played the Spectrum version more. But with that said, the Spectrum version, the controls are just the I hate them. I hate and also just the the gameplay isn't as fun. Mm. If you could turn off the enemy cars and just drive around and find the puzzle pieces. You know, in the allotted time, that would probably be more fun. But I really did. did, Neither one of these games, neither one of these versions are something I'd want to go play again and again. (laughs) But for, hey, for a budget, you can't beat it. I will say that. Now, you didn't look up. There were. Did you find any reviews for this game anywhere? Uh, I think I did. Let me have a quick look here. I uh, 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 the the Spectrum version did not review well. Mm. Uh, in fact, it was it, it it was not nearly as uh, uh, popular as the other two. And uh, Sinclair user wrote that the uh, uh, mentioned that the the opening was very stupid, and, <laughs> and which was which was true. Uh, uh, I will say Zap sixty four gave the sixty four version eighty three percent. So I had those two. Uh, so, which you know, if I was going to rate these, you know, we've played a play, we've played a decent amount of Spectrum games now. Yeah, sixty five. This is nowhere. I mean, this is a playable game. Okay, so there's no doubt about that. Would I give this an A or a B? You know, the the thing is, part of me wants to give this a high grade just because of the ambition, mm-hmm. but the execution not so good. So I would say I would put this somewhere in my C zone or average. But I mean, I think it's a game that if uh, this game could be redone. Uh, hey, here's your next title right here, Boat. Yeah, uh, you, I'd you, love to can, see a ZX Spectrum version, a next version of, of Action Biker for and sure. And I think this game's sort of a, a punchline to some people, you know, because mm-hmm. the other versions were better or whatever. I think this could be a fun game if someone took the time to make the controls tighter and probably punch up the overall the obstacles a little bit. I don't even mind the random obstacles. But I mean, I just hate the way they look and the way they move, and and they they'll, they I just I don't like that. So yeah. I'd like to see that punched up a little bit. What about you? you I guess you like the Atari version the most, eh? Yeah. 
Yeah, the Atari version is definitely my favorite. Um, it's a nostalgic pick. Uh, I love the exploration, the atmosphere, and all that stuff. But there's, like you said, man, there's something about the way this game feels at home on the ZX Spectrum. The way that it's drawn, the open worldness of it, the just sort of kooky atmosphere, the wacky story. Um, I think you're definitely onto something with having somebody redesign this thing for the next. That's the way to go. Yeah, hey, they are uh they're always angling to see what to do. You know, that's my thing when it comes to these new consoles and what or new computers stuff. If you're going to go back and touch on the classics, listen, there are plenty of games on on these systems that just need a little menu work mm-hmm. or uh, some adjustments, you know. I would do it. I would give this one a do-over, but you could keep the concept. Yeah. And and uh, or what, you know, what might be interesting about is to take the Atari or C64 versions and sort of port that exact game over to the the next. You know, since they don't have that game, it would make sense. Or maybe something in the middle of those two would be fun. Well, I think, you know, the concept of Action Biker is sound. You know, you're trying to build up your bike so you can take your buddy to, you know... All you have to do is, you know, you could even make it a little bit more iterative. You could say, you know, uh, you need to do these amount of tasks. Say there's like five or six tasks. okay, and they're randomly generated. So each game, it's a different game. Like, say, you've got to get the uh, you've got to get the helmet. You've got to get the light and you've got to get the snorkel. Uh, Those are the three that you have to do for this game. And they're hidden in random places around the map. You know, each time you load it up, make make it procedurally generated. There are ways that you can make this game interesting and give it tons of replay value without really having to change the code. Yeah, it's not a bad idea, Boatster. I like it, man. Get on it. All right. <laughs> so um, anyway, we hope you guys have enjoyed this return to our Sinclair. Uh, we're going we're gonna to be doing these uh, every once in a while as the mood strikes us. Uh, we definitely have not given up on our beloved uh, 48K Specky. Uh, we will be back with more episodes soon. And uh, we just thought it was time we thought it was time to come back so um we hope you enjoyed the show and as always if you have any feedback feel free to let us know uh feedback at rsinclair.com or you can just let us know on the discord um if you do enjoy our sinclair and you want to support us just in general you can support the amigos retro gaming patreon page patreon.com slash amigos podcast uh that helps all of our shows our sinclair amigos the coco show all of the stuff that we do um but For now, we will bid you a fond farewell and say once again, until then, rewind tape and press play.